0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Todd Lights, public address announcer for your Los Angeles Dodgers. And now... It's time for the Bleed Lose Podcast with your hosts Alonso and Juan and Alicia Del Valle with the baby face gimmick in the sky, Roger. Welcome to another edition of the Bleed Lose Podcast. This week's podcast is presented by our partners at ben Online. They continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's NBA championship finals, the NHL Finals, the Stanley Cup Finals, I guess is what they're called, Uh, the Major League Baseball, everything that's going on, and uh, all the latest fighting news and even next season's early NFL futures. Super easy to join. Uh, Head over to their website or use your mobile device today, but the website is betonline.ag. Sign up today and you'll receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's that easy. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, which is B-L-E-A-V, and you'll get the bonus and get into all the action. Ben online where the game starts huge thanks to Ben online uh, for uh, presenting this week's episode of the podcast uh, one thing I uh, I don't I don't I didn't see the odds Juan but uh, Tyler Anderson uh, was not on my bingo card for almost throwing a no-hitter this year and my man was dominant and he just it, it by it was that close it was that close but also I did not have on my bingo card that Tony Gonsolin and Tyler Anderson would be leading the rotation and also uh, the man who has decided he is a man and not a cat would be leading MLB with ERA. Wh- what? Like I don't, I'm. I'm. This is a rotation with Walker Beeler, Clayton Kershaw, and Julio Diaz, and Tyler Anderson and Tony Gonsolin are the guys. Wh- uh, how? How? How are we here?
1: Hey, man. Baseball is ba- is weird. And this is why when everybody was saying in the beginning of the season that the Dodgers were going to set records, that the Dodgers were going to run away with the division, it's just like, look, you just cannot take into account all the weird stuff that's going to happen during a Major League Baseball season. I mean, look, to me, watching Tyler Anderson pitch that game last night, for those of you who haven't seen the major motion picture, A Perfect Game, I know it wasn't a perfect game, but it really felt like that. Look, Tyler Anderson is not an old dude. I think he's like 29 years old, right? But it felt like the way people were rooting for him last night and the way Dave Roberts talked about it after the game, like this was a a, a last hurrah for Tyler Anderson. So let's give him a chance. Let him just throw his arm off to see if he can get this this no hitter i mean it, it felt like i was watching kevin Costner in that movie a, a perfect game where he was just you know a lot was made out of, of him rubbing his arm throughout the game and if he was hurt and stuff like that but it, it was one of those great moments where you're just kind of like look these things don't happen that often so why not try it but you knew the i i look i'm not gonna lie I thought he was going to get pulled after the seventh inning. I did not expect him to get out there in the eighth. But once he went out through the eighth and he got through the eighth inning, I was just like, wow. I was more shocked, I think, that they let him try to get that no-hitter than actually see him pitching a no-hitter. I was just like, he's over 100 pitches. His previous high, career high, was 109. Well, and – and I read some
0: of the. Uh, I mean, everyone's obviously an armchair quarterback on Twitter, right? Uh, so I read some of the uh, the quote-unquote commentary uh, from people. I'm cool with it, if I'm honest, leaving him in because he had an extra day's rest coming into the start to begin with, and he had two days extras, uh, two days of extra rest before his next start. So it made a lot of sense to leave him in because it's he it doesn't have to have a bullpen, you know, he he he's already rested. So why not get if the guys on, obviously, because he's shutting down. I mean, let's be honest. The Angels aren't very good right now, but they still have some dudes they can rake. So if you're able to dominate that lineup with a Mike Trout and a Shohei Otani, hey, let let him go. So I, I actually like that Dave Roberts kind of let him just go. You know what I mean? Um, on top of that, I, I noticed that Dave also today – uh, I think it was to Sportsnet LA or to to Vasse. I can't remember who, so I I can't give proper credit. But more or less, he acknowledged, "Hey, I know that I'm known as the Grim Reaper," mm-hmm. but he he was out there and he was dealing, and it looked like it was his night, so we let him go. Completely different than the Kershaw situation back in April, because we're talking to April to June. So I'm I was cool with it, but also I mean I mean that I I do to your point, the whole it looked like it was his last hurrah. I don't understand that because he is a young guy, I think he's 28, 29 like you said. He's he's 32. 32? Still, that's he's in his
1: prime. God, that game aged him 3 years? <laughs> man. Baseball's hard. hard, man. Baseball's a hard game.
0: This simulation doesn't make any sense, one.
1: No, it uh, does not
0: But uh but I mean, again, all things considered, I was cool with it. I mean, he had what 100, I think 123 pitches total. Um and he had 100, yeah, 109 in 2018 with Colorado. So I mean, it's been a while, but still, dude. I mean, he 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 looked a little. I mean, you. I read the quote when Dave came out and said, "Hey, tonight was your night," and Tyler said something to the effect of, "No, it wasn't because I was short. I didn't. I didn't know hit him right." He,
1: he said it would have been good if I would have gotten two <laughs> more outs.
0: That's what it was, yeah. Um, but either way, dude. I mean, they still won the game. It, it was that you know you flirt with the no no. Would it have been cool to have the no no? Absolutely. I mean, that's there's there's nothing harder in my opinion to do in baseball than a no-no and then the perfect game the perfect games obviously there's a reason it's called the perfect game um what about you roger what did you think of the whole thing since i know you were you were probably hate watching but i just am curious to hear what your take was on it.
2: well i was telling you guys i mean dave roberts like he's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't i mean some i I was seeing tweets like okay leave him in you gotta leave him in right They're they're gonna take him out they're gonna take him out and then other people are like you gotta take him out i mean he's over 100 pitches, so it's like, what's Dave gonna do? And you know, I'm glad that he he, he let him go for it. You know, he was he got, you know, he, once he finished the eighth, it's like no way you can take him out now. And and you know, he struck out Mike Trout in that first at bat, and then and then Shohei, you know, hits you know, jumps on the first pitch, hits that line drive. And did you see Mookie Betts. I mean, there was no he way tried. Mookie Betts, he was no no way Mookie was gonna get no, that yeah. ball. He was like 10 feet away, and he, he still <laughs> dove for it. You know, trying to save you know trying trying to save this for Anderson's ball.
1: Do do I'm, you think he did that because of the criticism that Harrison Bader received the night before?
0: No, Mookie for that Mookie. that
1: Cardinals pitcher who lost the no hitter.
0: I don't think so. Mookie just plays hard all the time, and you know he he he's the type of cat that's gonna go out there and lay it out there on the field,
1: and you know yeah, he backs he just, his teammates.
2: Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. You know, he was trying to do whatever he could if, if he could get you know. As close as he could to get that ball, you know, he was going to try. Yeah. No, but
1: I, I agree with Babyface. He had no chance of catching that ball, and that ball would have been a single and ended up turning into a triple, and it it, it was you know led to a run. You lo- you lose the shutout. I mean, of course, in the end, the most important thing is that you win the game. Right. But I really think this is all what Dodger fans really just wanted. Just give the person the chance. We know that the minute he gives up the first hit, he's out of there. We know that. So I, I think that's the issue that Dodger had, fans had with Kershaw being pulled, with Stripling being pulled, with all those other, like Rich Hill. I, I, I mean, and for anybody who says that players and managers don't listen to the chatter that's out there, Dave Roberts just gave you a perfect example that that's all BS. Right. He was aware of... He's aware of it. He knows that he has this reputation, as you said, Alonzo, of being the Grim Reaper. It's on there. So it was very, very interesting. I I get it. You go back and, you know, Kershaw's a ticking time bomb, so you want to be very, very protective. Rich Hale, you needed that guy in the playoffs. Those decisions all made sense. Ross Stripling was a young pitcher who was just coming off of uh, an injury. Those all make sense. The Tyler Anderson one, I, I look, I, I get his explanation as to why he let him do it. I told this to babyface last night. If Tyler Anderson, whether it's his next start, his the following start, or three starts down the line, if he gets injured, I guarantee you there's going to be a number of people that will point to this game and say, "Well, see, it's because he let him throw 123 pitches, something he's never done. He should have never have let him do that. And he didn't even get the no hitter, anyways." Well, and, I, and, I, and, and and like Roger said, Dave Roberts is damned
0: if he does, damned if he doesn't. Yeah. No matter what he does, and and that's and you know what, he he owns that, and that's why I respect him. Because let's be real, these these guys, they may be pro athletes and all that stuff, but they for sure know what's what's being said. They they know. Like, someone either tells them or they see it themselves, right? But they know. But they also know what's expected of them. And so, at the end of the day, you know, Dave, Dave's being held accountable by his guys too, right? And what I mean by that is he's going out there and he's trusting his guys and letting them go. And and I know full well that that clubhouse trusts Dave just like Dave trusts the clubhouse. So, all things considered, I, I think that shows you, you know, the dynamic of the clubhouse. I mean, we talked about it last week, Right. And it, there's a lot of chatter about it. Dave was saying that, oh, you know, there's some guys that, that it looks like they need to step up more or less, right? You know, because of the offensive slump. He, he went out and publicly said that. So that means he's putting his guys on notice. And they're paying attention to that sort of stuff. So that's, again, the trust goes both ways. So that's why I was cool with him going that long. Because obviously what I said about, you know, the rest. But you take into account that they trust Tyler Anderson so they let him go. So I was cool with it.
2: Back to what uh, Juan was saying, There's already... Critique out on the Twitters about Walker Bueller and Dave Roberts letting them pitch that that shutout, you know A couple of weeks back because they're saying after that he kind of went downhill So there's critique for you know letting him go the entire nine and then you know seeing what happened to Walker
1: Yeah, but here's one of those things. It's like you're not gonna be able to prevent those injuries like if you're gonna sit here and and say you're I'm gonna limit this guy's innings to help keep him stay safety Uh, keep him healthy, I mean, it's like, dude, you don't know with pitchers, it could be the next pitch. It was like with Dustin May. When Dustin May got hurt last year, nobody thought, nobody saw that coming. He was a young guy. Everybody was just excited we're going to have him for the whole season. And all it took was one pitch, and he was injured, and... No matter how much you try, you know, I just don't believe you can prevent injury. I had not heard that uh, baby face that people were blaming the complete game shutout uh, as the reason why. I mean, if you listen to Walker Bueller, Walker Bueller had, had even said he's had this injury before. Yeah. You know, this is a guy who's he knows his body. This is just look you point back to i i think there was a stand i think Alonso. you pointed this out i think he's thrown like the most innings in the like the last two years of all the pitchers of major league baseball i mean ask fernando valenzuela eventually usage catches up to you you know you don't have these freaks of nature like nolan ryan or if you do have them they come very few and far between you can't expect that these guys be machines you, you brought up something about Dave Roberts that I want to get into um, when he called out the players. But before we get into that, I, I just want to bring a couple of plays up in, in terms of that game last night. Okay. That first play when Bellinger crashed into Mookie and then the ball came out. I guess on the Angels broadcast, they were losing their mind that they 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 uh, scored that as an error. I, I don't, I mean is it so it's an error because bellinger ran into the guy i i mean would you guys have scored that differently
0: no i mean i think that i think that was fair i mean it's it could go either way you know what i mean but i mean i, I feel like that was fair what about you roger
2: yeah i'm mean, thinking um should have been an error
1: So then what about the, okay, there were a couple other plays in that game. And, of course, you need special plays like this to keep a no-hitter alive. Trey Turner made a great play on a ball that took a really bad hop. He kept it in front of him, and he was able to throw a runner out in second to keep the no-hitter alive. But that play, I believe it was in the eighth inning, the little number uh, that, uh, who was it? It wasn't Ward. Who's the lefty? That uh, the angels that plays first base for the angels now. Oh, uh, why am I Walsh, blanking? Walsh. 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 Yes. That little number that went up the mound that Taylor Anderson gro- grabbed and basically threw it straight down I- into the ground. Right. A good throw gets him out, right? You're just assuming that that's an automatic out. There's no chance that Walsh even beats that out with a good throw.
0: Yeah, man. I don't know. <laughs> that's no. a. That, that, that
1: one, I mean, I guess at that point, right? If it's a no hitter, it has to be an absolutely right. yeah. clean hit. Right. You can't you can't score that a hit, and that's how you lose your no hitter. I,
0: I, this that, is what I this is what I go back to, Armando Galarraga. Yeah, he, he's yeah. kind of you know he, when when you go back in the benefit of hindsight's twenty twenty. Let's be real that they could he, was it a bang bang play? Eh, no, but. But uh, that dude was out, right? Even yeah. Mickey, I mean, and then people blame Mickey for it. And I'm like, huh, what? No, no, that was an out. I don't know how that's Miguel Cabrera's fault. In this case, it's an out. You know what I mean? It's just the, the you know kind of one of those unwritten rules, I guess, for lack of a better term. That That's an out.
2: Now, that play, though, that play was kind of interesting to me when I saw it because it kind of looked like there was no way he was going to get him. Yeah, you know once once he got the ball, like no way he's gonna get him. He's, right. he's on. I and then, I and, then, and then, I,
1: I know you're gonna go there. I want to hear you say it. I know where you're going. I
2: mean, I it looked like it looked like he spiked the ball on purpose. <laughs> I to, knew, it. I to, knew to, it. to get to get an error. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it could have. I mean, you you never know. I mean, he's not gonna say yeah. I
0: did. I'm did. i not going to insinuate that it was intentional. But could it have been? Possibly. Anything's possible. Yeah. I mean, anything's possible.
1: I, you're you're right, but it did seem like he just had a horrible grip on the ball from the beginning. Yeah. But I, I see what you're saying. I could because it went straight down. Yeah. He threw that ball straight down. So yeah, maybe you're right. But maybe also, he did let's spike not
0: forget, it. He's got all the nerves, you know, all the you know, the adrenaline, all that, so that could have played a factor in it. We don't know. But I again I'm not gonna insinuate that my man intentionally did something. To bend the rules to continue to own a no hitter because that's that wouldn't be cool.
1: I, I mean, look, I, I was rooting for it. Of course, you want to see something like that, right. especially for a guy uh, like a Tyler Anderson who's been considered a, a journeyman, sort to speak, up to his mo- up until this point. But to have a nice moment like that, where for one night you you and and here's the thing, right? You sit there and you look at Gonsolin and you look at Anderson. And you're just like, why is their stuff playing so much better than Walker Bueller's stuff, than Julio Urias stuff, right? Like these guys, and I get it, Tyler Anderson is up there like doing Tai Chi when he's on the mound, giving you different looks, different release points, and all that stuff, but... You heard the angel hitters after the game. They they knew the changeup was coming, and right. they couldn't do anything about it. And that to me is again another reason why baseball is so hard. You may know what's coming, or Astros, and you still have to hit it right. Mm-hmm. That's that's their argument, right? But it makes a big difference when you know what's coming.
0: Oh no, for sure. I mean, but I mean, you know, I, I'm sure everyone that's ever watched a baseball game has heard this adage, right? When you're on, you're on. And Tyler Anderson was on. You know, that changeup was filthy. And, I mean, the ball that Shohei Otani hit, it looked like it was some sort of a slider or a changeup that just didn't break. It just hung. And, I mean, listen, I would rather lose a no-hit bid on either a triple or a home run than, like, a bloop. Like, yeah. It's like the whole thing, like, I'd rather get my ass kicked by, you know, 100 points than three points, like when you lose by a field goal in football or something like that, you know what I mean? So so, I think that was kind of like the bet. But also, Shohei Otani is also Shohei Ohtani. So, I mean, my, who if, if anyone's gonna get it, it was either gonna be him or Trout, right? So
1: well, I mean, you knew it, it was gonna be him because it was Japanese Culture Night at there at the Ravine last night. So there it is. who else was gonna break the no hitter? It was gonna and, be Otani. And as Jay Harris
2: said, Shohei's a hater. It's like, come on, <laughs> it's a pitcher. He's a pitcher too. He's, come on.
0: He, he well he he's a two way player. So I mean, yeah. you can hate two ways. It's the truth. Um. By the way, speaking of Walker Buehler, I feel like I mean obviously he's out for uh 2 to 3 months with a flexor strain. I feel like that's best case scenario without having Tommy John. Because it, it you know that that could have been a lot worse as far as that goes. So I think I think he dodged a bullet. But uh but dude, it's it's wild how people are going like kind of looking back and being like, "Oh, well, it's because of this complete game he threw 2 weeks ago." What? Like like how can you even sci- like we need sports science to come back on ESPN to to correlate the two because that doesn't make any sense to me because if, if he'd been hurt, I mean, obviously you can be irritated, but all that, but even the Dodgers themselves, you know, Dave Roberts and, and others came out and said it's more of a psychological thing than a physical thing. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I mean, that to me, when I first heard the injury, to me, it sounded a lot like Kershaw's huh? se- season-ending injury last year. So I am not hopeful. Uh that we're gonna I mean I know everyone is saying six to eight weeks, but i am not hopeful that we're gonna see and even if we do see Bueller back, I don't think you can depend that he's gonna come back and regain his old his old form yep. you know so that to me is interesting and and it brings up i don't know if you guys had heard of Friedman earlier in the week, but Friedman started saying that they aren't gonna make any moves they don't need to make a move for a pitcher. Which I found interesting. And, and, and of course, you're always going to say, like, Friedman's never going to show his cards. Friedman's right. not going to sit there and say, hey, I'm looking for a pitcher and announce it. But a part of me does wonder if there is a part of him that feels like, I don't need it because, you know, I got Andrew Heaney coming back. You know, I still think they believe Dustin May will be back in the second half of the season. I don't. I, I'm not confident that, it, like Bueller, it's like people have said it's take, it takes a year, even longer, to go back to your old form after you know a surgery like that. So to, to throw him in the heat of a pennant race and expect him to be dominant, I, I mean, I don't know what the hell's going on with Danny Duffy. I mean, I don't know if he has pictures of somebody and that's why they went ahead and, and re-signed him But I haven't heard anything is even close. Like I never even I haven't heard if it's like oh he'll be back after the All Star break or he'll be back in August. It's like if you look at the the pitchers the Dodgers have on the IL, there were pitchers. A lot of them were pitchers that were already hurt before the season started.
0: Well, and even in that, I mean, that's that have a a really good starting rotation on the IL.
1: Yeah, I
0: mean, Jimmy Nelson's
1: on the IL as well, right? yeah. But I mean these are all guys that were hurt, you know, before the season started. So it's I, I mean it's it's interesting because um, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news guys, but Stop breaking it. no you don't breaking news, the Dodgers aren't in first place anymore.
0: I knew you uh, were much too. That. that's much to Roger's chagrin, by the, the way. The show
1: he, pods he was... are now in first place.
0: And Roger flipped the table when he And when the he show
1: pods right. have a very, very healthy rotation. They do. So, um, you know, hopefully Heaney stays healthy, and hopefully Heaney can regain the form that he had at the beginning of the season. But you still have the same question marks. Yep. I mean, yes, Gonsolin and Anderson have been fantastic, and I know this statement has been said many a time. It's like, where would the Dodgers be without Tyler Anderson and, and, and Tony Gonsolin? But They'd can be 23 we...
2: and 23.
1: There we go. There we go. Thank you very much, babyface. We'd be a 500 team without those guys. But do you honestly, do either one of you believe that this is something that they can maintain for the whole season?
0: I don't think so. But, I mean, again, you know, Andrew Heaney, I know, is tearing it up in his rehab starts. But that's that's the minors. You know what I mean? So it's great to hear that he's, make, he's progressing and getting stronger to come back. But, you know, if, if we see the Andrew Heaney before he went on to the IL, okay, cool. Because how many times have I told you guys, you need three starters to win a chip. And if you don't have three starters, you're not going to win a chip. The whole opener thing and all that jazz, we've seen it, it, it can be successful, but it's not sustainable, right? So you need the three guys. And can your three guys be Gonsolin, Heaney, and Anderson? Sure. Absolutely. If that's what it takes to win a championship, cool. S-
1: stop right there, Alonso. Did you just hear what you just said right now? I did, and I can't believe I just said The it. Dodgers going into the playoffs, their big three could be, Tony Concialin, Tyler Anderson, and Andrew Heaney.
0: When, when, on the flip side, you have Clayton Kershaw, Julio Diaz, and Walker Buehler, who it's it's a weird dichotomy, man.
1: And and this is and this is why the fact that Tyler Anderson almost threw a no hitter the other day should not surprise anyone because this is baseball. Yeah. None of it, like if, if if everything, and I get it, it's a sport that depends on you. This is your average. This is what you do every year. So we're going to project that you're going to do the same thing next year. Right. Right. So you're dependent on people doing what they've always done. But, hey, every once in a while, you're going to have an outlier. You're yeah. going to have a season where things are not going the way they normally go.
0: Or something's going to go completely sideways that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah.
2: What worries me about Gonsolin and Anderson is uh, we've kind of seen this before. A couple years ago, Ross Dripling. Yeah. Alex Wood. They had yeah. phenomenal first halves, made the All-Star team, and then they kind of fizzled out in the second half. So we got to see what's going to happen if can, can they maintain this entire season.
0: Want to give I'm, away a, a shout out real quick to a former Dodger Hunjin Ryu. Uh, he's going. He's undergoing season-ending elbow surgery. They don't know if it's T.J. Uh, Tommy John yet, but uh, uh, that's a damn shame. That's yes, a damn it shame. is.
1: Yes, it is. Ah. Uh, you mentioned it earlier, and I said I was going to come back to it, so I want to come back to it now. Okay. And that is Dave Roberts calling out the players. Mm-hmm. I was very surprised by that, uh, and I was surprised by it by, for by a couple of reasons. One is uh, I actually don't think what he said was that, you know, like, shocking. That was that, you know. Controversial? exact Or a hot take-ish where it's just like, oh, wow, you're coming at him that hard? uh uh-huh. But I I, I did find it really interesting that what he was saying, that some players were basically playing for themselves. And I feel the people he was insinuating, I mean, unless you guys read this differently than I did, he was talking about the infield. And there's nobody in that infield that I feel is playing for themselves. So the fact that he came out and made that statement, I don't know if it was a statement that was made out of frustration because of the situation with runners in scoring position. But if you're going to sit here and you're going to tell me that Trey Turner is a selfish player, I know there was a big deal made out of on Sunday that he didn't score from first on that that play. And there's a lot of explanations for that. Here's the first explanation. He had a brain fart. Guess what? It happens. Yeah. It's a long season. Sometimes, hey, do you do things that you're just like, why the hell did I just do that? You know, why can't that be for Trey Turner? The fact that everybody started going after him for that, well, hey, that's one run. I get it. Guess what? The Dodgers were, were struggling to, to score runs. So I know people go, well, that big run could have made a difference. We don't know that that run would have started something. So the same way that we don't know it might have, but at the same time, you can't, I don't think you can blame him for that. I, I mean, Freddie Freeman, are you going to tell me Freddie Freeman is a selfish player and he only plays for himself? Justin Turner is a guy who's only playing for himself. Poor Max Muncie, you see it on his face. The man is going through it and you're going to tell me Max Muncie is out there playing for himself?
0: Well, and, and I, I... I understand what he's doing, right? He's trying to to light a fire under his guys' asses. I get that. hundred percent. I the thing that that struck me as odd as as like trying to read between the lines, I guess, is we obviously we've had guys on that are in that clubhouse, Edwin Rios, Justin Bruhl, Max Muncie, they're all friends of Gotnessada. And, and they all they all kinda of said the same thing that the the dynamic in the clubhouse is they all know what the job is and it's to win. They their whole thing is to to win a chip right that's that's what everyone knows so that's why I don't even know if that's necessarily towards the infield per se just because like, like in my mind I'm like who, who's really playing selfishly enough that he's going to kind of call him out in a blanket way you know what I mean yeah. and that's that's what, what struck me kind of as odd because I don't think it's any of the pitchers for sure so it's for sure position players but but in my mind it's like okay I understand what you're saying, but. And, and I know he also mentioned that he was going to have conversations with some guys, right? right. And, and and I don't obviously he didn't say who those guys were. We could speculate all day, and it wouldn't be fair to just go down the list and say, is it this guy, is it this guy, is it that guy, right? Because everyone's had offensive struggles. But I also found it interesting, too, that the other day um, when, when they were warming up, they were wearing warm-up shirts that had Austin Barnes' name, and it had a C on there like a captain. So – I, I'm kinda of confused and what I mean by that is he's calling guys out, but these guys are clearly together. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. they're definitely playing for someone. Um so so that's the only that that's the only thing I kinda of took away from that is is yeah, these guys know that they're struggling, yeah, they need to tighten some shit up in, in the immortal words of Aaron Boone, tighten your shit up. But I I don't necessarily think it was just the infield. I, I don't am I wrong, Roger, for for kind of reading it that way.
2: No, I mean I don't know. Maybe it was just the entire team. I mean, it did kind of sound weird. Like, are these guys together? Is this, you know, is the clubhouse kind of, you know, I'm not gonna say in shambles, but you know, is there some dissension? Fractured. You know? Yeah. I mean, it it, it did seem odd because Dave never really says that. Yeah. You know, stuff stuff like that you never hear from Dave. So to, to hear him say something like that, it it's like, hmm. Like, is there something going on? Like, I mean, I mean, is it just? I mean. This this roster has a lot of big names, right? All stars, MVPs. I mean, I don't think the Eagles Superstars. Are, Yeah. I mean I don't think the Eagles are, are, you know, getting in the way and butting heads, but I mean you never know. Like we're not in that clubhouse and we don't see it, so I mean you you don't really know what's going on.
0: Well, and to Juan's point, by the way, Trey Turner was annoyed that they asked him that question about what happened when he was trying to score from first, right? Why didn't you blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And even he said, but he more or less alluded to like, it's a mistake, man. Like mistakes happen. It's one of those, that, like a brain fart, as one said, is what it is. And what's done is done. You can't go back and change it. But I think also, you know, in fairness to all these guys, the the Dodgers, that is, you know, there, there, there's a lot of expectation with them, right? The expectation is the championship, the expectation, you know, the, obviously the expectations, as you said before, two, one, uh, is best lineup ever, and have they lived up to the hype? No, they haven't. But at the end of the day, they're allowed to make mistakes. I mean, people are gonna nitpick too, right? We've talked about that on here. You know, people nitpicking because this team's supposed to be so good and blah blah blah. But regardless, I was kind of, I was, I don't know if taken aback is the best way to put it, but I was like Roger said, I was taken aback that Dave was so was showing his hand the way that he was because you don't really see that from Dave. Dave's pretty close to the vest you know don't he doesn't really kind of let the outside noise get inside you know and that i was a little surprised by that that's the other thing i'll add to that uh, as far as the confusion as to like why he was being so open
1: well but you know what uh, look it was a very frustrating series but look prior to that they split a four game series against a very good new york metropolitans team and then they ended up winning two out of three against the white sox of chicago yeah, the series wasn't pretty, right. but they they won the series, okay. And they had a bad series in San Francisco, right? You know, it's a bad series. So to Which me, it, it just seemed a little bit. I I just it it just really surprised me. Uh, because then there were the rumors that there was a team meeting. Did we ever find out whether that was true or not? I don't think was, was it ever, ever confirmed. confirmed?
0: I don't think anyone ever confirmed. I I didn't hear anything.
1: Yeah. I I was just like, guys, I, I mean, it's not like you guys are 10 games out of first place. Right. You know? I mean, you guys are juggling injuries, and one of the things that I think has become very apparent about this team is they're streaky. I don't think you can sit there and say, hmm, I don't think it's a coincidence that the Dodgers have been struggling, as I said before the Angels series. They were they were four they went four and nine in the thirteen game stretch four and nine, you know what also happened during that thirteen game stretch stretch, Mookie started struggling. When Mookie was on a tear, now I, I I cannot remind our listeners enough and in terms of how impressive Mookie's streak was, Mookie was hitting in the low one hundreds. At one point before this latest slump of his, he got up to three hundred. Do you realize how ridiculous it is to almost raise your banning average two hundred points? Oh, it's I mean, that's how hot he was. And obviously the Dodgers are a completely different team when Mookie is hitting. You know, right. I, Freddie Freeman maybe is in a little bit of a of a funk, but the guy's hitting two hundred eighty six. Quietly. Exactly. Quietly. I mean the one thing and now that I get to see Freddie Freeman more every day, I'm starting to realize I don't think Freddie Freeman is a power hitter, because the home run numbers are not they're not up there for him. I've but never I'll take him. One, though. I'll take him. I'll take him hitting 300 I, all the time over him hitting home runs.
0: I will say this one, one thing too that Toribio said: Fernando Cansada, Juan Toribio uh, talked to Justin Turner after Dave said what he said, right? Yeah. And and quote Justin said. I don't know what that means. I don't think we're doing anything differently. Go out, and you set the table and try to come up with a big hit and just didn't. We've done a good job of setting the table, and we haven't been able to, to get that big hit to unplug this. So there's clearly a disconnect, and that's an infielder. Justin Turner is an infielder if you don't know who Justin Turner is. So I don't know, man. I don't know. There's something, something as, as, as the older crowd says, something isn't passing the smell test. I, I don't know what it is, but I, at the same time, I, I do. I understand what Dave is trying to do. Yeah, but clearly there is some sort of a disconnect because that's from JT. That's that's from the horse's mouth. I, I'm not making
1: that shit up. That's real. No, I, I just I just think it's frustration. Yeah, oh, it's, 100%. Just, it's just frustration. But it's like maybe that's what this team is this year. They are a team that is going to be streaky, and you hope that towards the end of the season, when the playoffs come. They get hot because they out hit the Giants on Saturday. Yeah. They should have won that game, you yeah. know, but it did it. But at the same time, you got to give credit to the other team. It's not like they're out there playing against themselves. Say what you will. Carlos Rodon, he did a hell of a job, yeah. you know, on on Sunday. So it's like the other team plays well and you need to go ahead and tip your hat. And I'll just leave it at this, all right, uh, Dodger fans. As always, I'll say no pasa nada. But for those of you guys worried that we are now a half game behind the show pods, the Braves of Atlanta were struggling. They were under 500 going into June, okay? They were like 10, I believe, 10 and a half games behind the New York Metropolitans. The Braves have not lost a game in the month of June. And guess what? The Dodgers are going to see them a week from the uh, from this weekend. Okay, the Braves have won 15 games in a row and they have trimmed the Metropolitans' 10 and a half game lead down to four. Okay, that's winning. So what all I'm saying is, it just like that, things can change. 100. You you saw it with Mookie. Mookie got red hot. The Dodgers could go ahead and get red hot. You don't know what Andrew Heaney's going to go ahead and bring. If Kershaw stays consistent, I mean, stays healthy, and he's able to make more starts, are we going to see the Kershaw that we saw at the beginning of the season? That's going to help. I think if you can start, other than Gonsolin and Tyler Anderson, if we could start getting some more consistency and maybe more length, that might help a bullpen that I believe looks tired. I will
0: say this, Freddie Freeman, oh, go ahead, Roger, I'm sorry.
2: I was going to ask, who's the Braves' closer? Because I think he's been closing out a lot of games for them.
0: There it is.
1: There it is, wow. The guy that you ran out of town is the Braves' closer. (laughs) So let me me tell you this. He has more saves than Kimbrel, and his ERA is better than Kimbrel, but not by much. So, I I mean, the fact that – Look, I, I, I think Kimbrel has been put in some rough situations. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think he's also been a victim of bad luck. Has he pitched as badly as his numbers say? I I don't think so. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you also he's pitching well and he's just, it's all bad luck. But he also
0: had, I mean, how many, how many stretches has he gone with
1: days between? Exactly. He, I mean, the guy really hasn't had much consistency. He was just out on paternity leave. And I don't know any reliever, probably uh, aside from Canley Jansen, who would inherit a runner on third with no outs and strand him at third. I mean, the situation that he was put in last night, that's rough. But what did he do after that? He struck out the next two hitters. Yeah, he makes you nervous, he pitches with traffic, you know, but look, you're going to need that guy at the end of the year, because are you going to tell me that the Dodgers not only are going to get another starter, but then they're going to get another reliever? I mean, the way we're looking at that farm system right now, that farm system, I, I get it, they're all prospects, but in that farm system, those are all guys that I would love to see playing for the Dodgers. In the next couple of years, like Miguel Vargas, Michael Bush, you know, you, you got some pitchers down there. I mean, Jacob Amaya just got promoted up to, to triple A. I mean, do you give those guys up for a rental? Like well, those, those guys look good, man.
0: Well, let me ask you this as we transition to the next thing. I mean, would you trade for Frankie Montes? That's what, I mean, that's the only guy realistically starter wise that I, I realistically think they can go out and get. I mean I, I I mean I've told you guys this privately. I'm not I'm not super convinced on Luis Castillo. But I mean there's 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 familiarity obviously with Frankie and you know there's history there. But I mean the A's are having a fire cell. Let's call a spade a spade, right? So it's in the the Reds are basically having one too. So for me it's I mean outside of those two guys, who are your premier starters that are available right now? I can't think of anyone.
1: Well, and that's going to be the problem there, Alonso. Is because there, that market is so small. Yeah, you're going to get competition from other teams, and there might be other teams that haven't made the playoffs in years that see this as an opportunity with the expanded playoff format. That this is our chance to make the playoffs. That they are going to be willing to overpay. The other thing is too, like nobody knows the farm system better than than Friedman, right? A concern for me is: All right, is this going to speed up the timetable on some of those prospects? But guess what? Maybe some of those prospects do need the timetable sped up with them. Yeah. Maybe yeah, they I, are I, that good. I mean, I, you've said this before. You don't. Know, you don't think pepio's ready, right?
0: No, no. I mean, he, he his main thing is consistency. You know, he looked good in his debut. And when I say he looked good, how would you be at, at that age throwing in a big league game? You know what I mean, right? Like, like all things considered, he he went out and did what he needed to do. The big thing now is is being con- control, it, it, having control, maintaining control, and and that's that's kind of what separates you from from a prospect to a, a regular major of so The only way you're gonna get those reps is at this level, because going from AAA to this, it's still also a big gap. You know, people a lot of people think oh, well, going from AAA to the majors is is is, is it's a step. No. Like it's still a giant. I mean, those are the best hitters in the world. I mean, routine plays look routine to you and I, right? But can you execute a routine play? No. So it's probably not. I should say. So for me, it's it's if if you don't trust the Pepeo now, if you don't trust a uh uh, uh what's the other pitcher's name? His free his name escapes me right now. I apologize. You're talking um, about Bobby Miller. Bobby Miller. Thank you. Uh, I was thinking of Bobby Jenks, and it's like that's not who it is. But um, you know the, those guys, if 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 you if now is the time if walker beeler's out for six to eight weeks if you know we don't obviously we saw kershaw come back all things considered he didn't look terrible right but i mean he's still regaining strength because you you know rehab starts all that stuff and then julio Diaz has been julio Diaz has been interesting this year because i I really thought he was going to have a big big year and and there's just something that's off there and you know, unfortunately it almost starts it's starting to feel like like, you know, last year he was Mr. Dependable, right? And this year I don't know if you can necessarily even refer to him as Mr. Dependable or if it's a psychological thing or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. So what do you do there? You have to go get an arm unless you know that Danny Duffy's coming back, unless you know, you know, who I mean, even the bullpen, the relievers, they've been moving guys around for another kind of style Justin Brule got option. And he's been a pretty reliable arm for for Dave Roberts. And really, what the issue was is how he's pitching to righties, lefties. He's owning them, but he's giving it right back to the righties. So, I mean, for me, I, I don't know, man. I, I uh, the offense is streaky, but the pitching is what's suspect this go around. What, what, what do you think, Roger?
2: Well, let me ask you guys a question as far as speeding up the timeline, like yeah. with, Bob, with Bobby Miller. So, like, you think we, you guys don't think we see Bobby Miller this year, right?
0: I, I, if you would have asked me this same question at the beginning of the year, which you did, I I would have said no. The injuries, I think, changes that so possibly.
2: His, well, the reason I ask is the the angel pitcher last night, Reed, Reed Detmers. Uh-huh. He, these guys were college uh, teammates. Reed yeah. is actually Reed is actually, I believe, uh, younger than Bobby Miller, and Reed is up in the show this year. You know, he had a no hitter. He hasn't been, you know, great, great, but you know, he had a no hitter this year, and he's up in the show. He was, you know, in the minors what a year and a half? Yeah. So what's the difference between Reed and Bobby Miller
0: farm Uh, systems
1: the approach that's what the difference is the angels have no pitching so I don't think they had a choice they have to go to Detmers because they don't have uh, at the major league levels you know enough to fill out that rotation. The Dodgers, we all know, are very conservative when it comes to their pitching. The guy that we're talking about, Julio Urias, is a perfect example. How far? I mean, they were so careful with him. They were so, you know, they treated him with kid gloves. Let me tell you guys, let me put you there. And it's funny you bring up Bobby Miller because that was going to be my thing in the sense of what if Bobby Miller gets called up for, for emergency purposes? And what if Bobby Miller goes on a tear? And you can't send that guy back down. What if the timetable and him got sped up and he can handle it and he's ready? He's ready for the And you ride him and, and you don't need to make a trade. You know, it's, it's just so many things can happen between now and the trade deadline. But going back to Julio Urias, what if I told you that Julio Urias was pitching maybe the same way he was pitching last year? And the thing that's wrong with Julio Diaz is he's not getting the run support. I mean, how many times have you guys seen pitchers that have winning records, but they have an ERA of four? And it's just like, man, how does this guy win so many games? His ERA is like over four. Well, because his team is scoring six runs a game for him, and he's only given up four. If you look at Julio Diaz, Julio Diaz's ERA right now is 2.80. Last year, and of course... Larger sample size, he finished the ERA, his ERA with 2.96. So, to me, we all know Julio's not getting the run support this year, and he's right. like four and six this year, right, or something like that. Yeah, he's actually three and six. So the thing is, is like Julio's losing. We've seen him lose games two to nothing this year. We've seen him lose games one to nothing. I mean. It does feel like he's giving up more home runs this year.
0: That's what I was going to say.
1: I don't know if I have the the numbers to support that, but I just find it – I was surprised that his ERA was under three because the way we talk about him and how he's not pitching well, I would have thought his ERA – like Walker Buehler's ERA, didn't it balloon up to four? I believe like, so. I, I thought that's what Julio Urias' ERA would do, but his ERA is under three. He well, actually has a better ERA than Tyler Anderson.
0: Well, and I, I'll say this about Julio. Last year, he gave up 19 bombs. This year, he's already given up 12. So that's that's a big component to it. Um, and then, you you know, you throw in... You know, obviously, he threw a lot. I mean, the, last year was the most amount of innings he threw. Let, let's just let, let's point that out. He threw a lot of innings. But... To your point, the run support was there, whereas this year it's been so streaky that it's not, right? He's 3-6 and six right now with a 2.8 OERA. So, I mean...
1: Chris- now, let, let me ask you this, Alonso. As sure. a pitcher, you know this. Sure. If you're getting more run support, doesn't that change how you pitch? Yeah,
0: you, I mean, you, you don't have to worry about any of that behind you. you so, just got-
1: the fact that he's giving up more home runs this year, could it be because he feels he needs to be more careful and therefore he's making more mistakes.
0: Probably, I mean, listen to me, at the end of the day, if you trust your stuff, I mean, I know I've said this a bunch and I probably sound like a broken record, but if you trust your stuff, then you're fine. If if you if you have it, you have it. If you don't, then you got to figure out what you got to do to get back to that point, right? And I think that's kind of where this Dodgers pitching staff is at least, you know, sans Tony Gonsolin and sans Tyler Anderson, Kershaw, verdict is still out just cause he's coming back. Right. But, but I think that's a, a, and obviously Walker Beeler, we now know a part of it was a flexor strain, but regardless of the injury, the way that Walker was kind of throwing, not to nitpick, but it just kind of looked like he just wasn't trusting his stuff. Right. He just wasn't in that headspace, space. Uh, you know, for lack of a better term, he wasn't bulldogging, you know, like, like the one bulldog we know. So, You know, a lot. I mean, psychologically, baseball is a weird game. You've said this a bunch today, right? Baseball is a weird game. Julio Diaz, realistically, probably shouldn't be a three and six starter, right? Record wise. But when you don't have the run support, that's kind of what happens, and that's that's just where we're at. Here's the thing about Bobby Miller. Just to go back to him, he's in Double A right now, and uh, and he has a four point six zero ERA in eleven games. Does that necessarily mean that he's going to be called up and, and promoted? I mean, I don't know. The you know the Dodgers, the Dodgers may say, "Hey, we want to see something else, right? We want you to work on this. We want you to do that." Be that as a may, we've seen guys go from Double A to the big sh- to the show before, right? It's yeah. not out of the ordinary. So I, I think, I think anything is possible. But a lot of people do still believe that the ETA Major League Baseball. I know has the ETA for for Bobby Miller in twenty twenty two. Uh, Michael Bush, obviously 2022. Miguel Vargas, same. 2022 um, for the infield as well. Our, our friend Diego Cartaya, next year. So, I mean, I, I don't know what the differences are aside from the levels where they're at. But o- outside of that, I mean, at this point with pitching, if they're not going to make a trade and if they trust the farm, if that's what Friedman is alluding to, then, you know, when when does that begin? I don't know but hopefully it doesn't begin because there's another another catastrophic injury or something like that. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Because,
0: right. I mean, that's the thing now. At this point, it's the, the reason this rotation is where it's at, it's not because the rotation isn't any good. There's the lack of run support and injuries. That's just, that's just where we're at now.
1: And if you've been listening this far in, thank you very much. We appreciate that. Yes. We should probably give a Princess Del Valle update. As I said, if you've been listening this far in and wondering why you haven't heard her, she's at the Blue Gala uh, event the Dodgers are having. So She big leagued us. That's why she's not here. Yes. So that's why you haven't heard her. She will definitely be with us for the next show. But uh, I, I apologize for not giving a Princess Del Valle update sooner uh, in the program. But uh, she'll join us on the next episode.
0: The reason I didn't give one is because she failed to. She forgot to send me an invite to the blue gala, and that's that's why we're here talking. I'm a little triggered. I'm, I'll be. I'll, I'll, I'll send sure I, I,
2: I actually had those and I forgot to send them out.
0: On brand. On Thank brand. you very much,
1: baby, baby face. I, I was gonna go on the blue carpet and uh, wear that same capri pants outfit that Bellinger was wearing. I really
0: hope Cody hits you when he uh, when he hears this, because how dare you disrespect a stylish icon like
1: that? Now, look, I'm going to just say this because I'm a changed man. But the old Juan would have told you, well, that's probably the first thing he's hit in a week. Wow. Would be my face. Wow. So uh, but I'm not that person anymore. So I'm not going to say that.
0: So so now you're I assume you're the bigger man.
1: I'm the bigger man, and I realize that baseball is hard, man. I I know that Babyface asks me this all the time, and goes, "Is this now who Bellinger is? Like, what <laughs> what happened to him? Like, this is a guy who won Rookie of the Year. This is a guy who was an MVP. Is is this who now Bellinger is going to be? I think he's I think he's a very good defensive outfielder. Yes, but the guy is still. I think he's hitting in the low 20s, but the funny thing is he's probably, like, I think second or third on the team in home runs. Uh, again, the Dodgers are not really hitting that many home runs this year. I mean, Mookie is, has, leads the team with 17, and after that, there's a big gap there's a big gap between second. I think Will Smith is second on the team with eight.
0: He's tied uh, with Edwin Rios at seven, and then Will uh, uh, Trey Turner has eight. Oh, yeah. Uh, Smith also has eight.
1: Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't think we can single Bellinger. I think this happens a lot in Major right. League Baseball. You see guys that have a, a few good years, and then all of a sudden there's a drop-off. And to me what it seems is like – the league has adjusted to Bellinger. Bellinger tried to adjust back to it, and guess what? It's hard. It's, well, it's hard to do that.
0: Well, and I mean, on top of that, let's be—I mean, we've talked about this. The Dodgers have been have not sucked for a decade. Yeah, they've they've. Let's just be real. And now the sky is falling because they're a streaky team, but they're still a very good team. And not only are they a very very good team, but they have. I mean, this is when this ownership group took over the team, this is the sort of team that fans, our fans, wanted. Yeah. wanted. We have Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, uh, Cody Bellinger, uh, Julio Diaz. You have one of the best utility men in the game, and Chris Taylor, Justin Turner. I mean, you have you have it, right? Now it's just a matter of them going out and executing. Oh, let's not forget, they also won a championship two years ago. So they're, they're you know... You kind of have to nitpick, and now you have to nitpick Cody Bellinger's Capri
1: suit. Now, babyface, be honest with me. If I told you at the beginning of the year that Walker Buehler was not going to pitch the way he normally pitches, that not only Cody Bellinger but Justin Turner were going to hit maybe hover around the Mendoza line, but the Dodgers are still going to be close to first place or in first place by the all-star break. You would have you would have said you're crazy, or you would have said no, nah, that's about right. And M- Max Muncie having the season that he's having, if he
0: says far, par for the course, I'm gonna flip something.
2: Yeah, um, no, well, I mean, I would, I'd expect you know Freeman to be doing something, Beth to be doing something, so you know you figure okay, they're gonna they're gonna be right up there, right, and that's kind of where they're at.
1: Yeah, I mean, they just I I think they just have to survive this stretch so to speak you know and and just hope that that they can get hot again or hope for the reinforcements and that the reinforcements will go ahead and and uh, and help this team uh but but who
2: who are those reinforcements i mean like the minority guys i don't think they're coming up like i don't i don't see vargas coming up um just
1: because he needs to play Look, the reinforcements to me have to come from pitching. Yeah, 100%. Uh, it, if you can get, if you can look, if you can get six innings out of your starters, and you're only having to piece three innings out of your 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 bullpen, I think that makes a huge difference. Yes. I think this Dodger team can win games two to one, three to two, but that's only if they get the starting pitching. Yeah, you know, well, and, and eventually and, there's going to be games where this offense is going to break out of it.
0: Well, and let's point out: uh, Andrew Heaney, IL; Walker Beeler, IL; Blake Trinan, IL; Tommy, whose last name I still cannot say, Canley, <laughs> Canley, IL. Um, you, injuries. It comes down to injuries, right? You know, and then you have your, and then you still have your, your David Prices of the world that or, or with this team, you know, the, the the gritty veteran, if you will. But then you have your mixture of young guys in there, your, your Phil Bickfords. You know, they went out and got a dude that I told you guys about last year that I, I wouldn't have been mad if they ever got him and they got him, Yancy Almonte. They fixed Yancy, and he's out there doing the damn thing. They've called up Mitch White. They've called, you know, they Garrett Clevenger has come up and down, but he came back from injury. You know, they they Tony Gonsolin's doing... You know, the right-handed Clayton Kershaw was kind of his moniker when he was coming up, right? And now he's doing right-handed Clayton Kershaw things. And Caleb Uh,
1: Ferguson is still working himself into shape. Yes. I mean, the guy's only got five innings under his belt, but he's looked good.
0: Yeah. And then from there, you know, you have other dudes like Evan Phillips. You have other guys... Tyler Anderson. I mean, I, did you have Tyler Anderson on your bingo card like I started this? we started this show? Hell no. So, I mean, it's. Dude, Alex he was Specia. supposed
1: to be the long guy out of the bullpen.
0: Yeah. Alex and now it,
1: it, this is the second time this year that he's gone eight innings. And then out of nowhere,
0: they went out and got Craig Kimbrell before yeah. the season started. So, I mean, you know, we can't sit here and say that the Dodgers at least haven't done something, right? That they haven't gone out and been aggressive. I mean, if you go get and get. Let, let's be honest. There's Kenley Jansen, and then there's it's kind of versus everybody else, right? The next closest guy to Kenley is Craig Kimbrell. So they went out and, and more or less tried to match that subtraction, right? And, and they, I mean, who else are you going to go out and get that's a traditional closer, per se, that's available? There really wasn't anyone out there. No one really – I mean, Craig Kimbrell was kind of available, from what everyone knew. They went out and got him. And, yeah, you lose A.J. Pollock. I wouldn't be mad having an A.J. Pollock in this lineup right now. But then when you look – at the Dodgers lineup, who has consistently been Will Smith, Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner, Justin Turner, uh, uh, Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts, saying some injuries. That's still a deep lineup, right? It's just your pitching that's kind of, eh. But they've been inconsistent offensively, so it is what it is. Uh, and,
1: and that being said, the Dodgers are the second team, uh, in uh, has the second best ERA in all of Major League Baseball, and we're sitting here saying... Man, they need pitching help. They they need pitching help. Yeah. But it, it's really just in terms, for me, it's the innings. If we can get the innings from the starters, I think that helps the bullpen. I think that makes the bullpen better.
0: Quality starts and healthy starts, right? Yeah. So these guys not being hurt. And I'll also say this, I'll end on this. I've said this a bunch. For me, the sky doesn't fall until after the All-Star break. At the All-Star break, if you're kind of where the Colorado Rockies are right now, which is not good, then um, that's it. Then you're not good, right? So I think right now it's just more, it, like you said, Juan, you got to get through this tough stretch, which is rough. It sucks to, to lose. But at the same time, they're only a half game back on an off day. Yeah. Even though Roger flipped a table when he saw that the Shell pods were in first because of an off day. The off days for a good cause because they're raising money for the Los Angeles Dodgers Foundation. Does that make you feel any better, Roger?
1: And they're raising enough money so so Bellinger can get a pant that will go all the way down to his ankle.
0: I really want to have Cody on so we can talk about this we so should, that way absolutely. he can hit you in the face.
1: Absolutely, I'll and then take that,
0: that way, and then you can come back with,
1: and I can use my line. How does it feel to actually hit something now, Cody?
0: Click, and and go. that's where it's at. By the way, uh. Uh, shout out to the to the uh, Golden State Warriors of San Francisco, Roger, uh, <laughs> on winning their uh, their their fourth chip. Uh, that's a dynasty. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, four since 2015. Uh, by the way, uh, Juan, who said Dubs in six?
1: Uh you I said did. Dubs in six, sir. Yeah, did Roger say
0: Dubs? I, in six? I re-
2: reiterated that.
1: No, I I believe uh, I believe Roger had the Hackensack Bulls yeah. in, in three. And so. do
0: you know where Hackensack is, Roger?
1: No, because they're not the Dodgers. Timing right there. timing.
0: Oh, there it is. There it is. Uh, should we uh, do our predictions and, uh, and wrap this guy up?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So let's just get a quick update on last year's, uh, I mean, last week's uh, record. We all where sucked. We all sucked, and nobody uh, got it right because none of us saw the Dodgers getting swept in San Francisco. And did you notice that we really didn't talk about it that much? We just completely ignored that the Dodgers got swept in San Francisco? Well, the reason
0: but- I ignored it completely is because pain.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, just to update the scoreboard before we go into our picks, we're all tied. We all have three points on the board. So, Wait, really, we all have yeah. three. We all have three. The this last, yeah, the last couple of weeks have not been good to me. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> oh, oh, now, now it's about you. Okay. Uh, well, I was in well, the lead. I well, was in the you, lead.
2: You picked the Dodgers to lose like every series, so it's like.
1: Well, if I would have picked them to lose every series, if I would have, I missed it by 1. If I would have picked them to I thought they would win at least one game in San Francisco and that Same. didn't happen. So basically you're getting mad at me because I didn't predict they got they would get swept in San Francisco. Yeah, Is that what you're saying? That's
0: what I heard. That's all I heard right now. Okay. There.
1: All right, so here we go. how now-
0: how, uh, how far out are we going?
1: So they have three against the Guardians of Cleveland this weekend and then three against the Reds of Cincinnati.
0: By the way, my favorite thing that Clayton Kershaw said this week, I've played against the Cleveland Indians, not the Cleveland Guardians. There we go. Uh, I think they will sweep the Guardians, and I think they will drop one to the Reds.
1: Okay. Roger.
2: So Cleveland. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Now,
1: let me go. We always save you for last. Yeah, we do, because we
0: already know what it's going to be.
1: So Alonso's got them going five and one. That's uh, that that's impressive. It is. Uh,
0: and I, and I, can I say this? I'll say this. The reason I will is uh, I think they after this Angels situation that just occurred, they're they're playing like like the Dodgers should be playing. That makes sense.
1: Yes. Uh, well, considering that we're going to see Kershaw and Urias, and I I, I don't know who's going to pitch uh, in the series. I don't think it's been announced yet. Maybe it might be Heaney. Yeah, they I haven't I, announced it yet, but it could be any. I think they're gonna uh, drop one to the Guardians, and then I have them winning two out of three to the Rojos. So I have them uh going four and two next week.
0: And and, and uh the one I think they're gonna drop is uh the ten thirty five game or the nine thirty five game, whatever whatever. On Thursday of next yeah. week? Whatever time it, it's early, that's all I know. Got it. Roger, uh six seven and oh? No,
2: So I have Del Valle's picks. Uh, She's also going four and two. So dropping one in each series. Um, Did did
0: she send those to you from the gala that we uh, accidentally didn't get our invites to?
2: Yeah, she sent those over. Sick. So I think um, the Guardians went two out of three. And then there's no reason for them to lose any games in Cincinnati. So, oh, I know that's wow. probably going to that's probably going to come back and bite me, but I'm going to stick with it.
1: He said that out loud, too. Do you know that the Reds started off the season 3 and 22 yes. and now they have the same record as the Cubs of Chicago?
2: They're 23 and 40 right now.
1: Dude, they started the season off 30 and 22. Yeah. So that means they've had a winning record since then.
2: Yeah, but yeah, Dodgers shouldn't I don't think that fazes that anyone. <laughs> they shouldn't lose any games
1: over there, and I'm going to stick with it this
0: time. Well, we also have to remember, Juan, this is a man that doesn't believe the Dodgers should lose any games.
1: That's true. I mean, it's on the road in the summer in Cincinnati. That's it's right. probably going to be humid as hell yeah. o- over there. And, yeah, Gonsolin and Anderson are probably going to go the first two games in that series. But that, that early game on Thursday is probably going to end up being a bullpen game
0: and also that game again is at nine what is it 9 30 10 35 9 something like that that's early as hell that's Granted, our time, it's a you, you can
1: tell that roger is not a gambling junkie oh, because no. he doesn't take that stuff into consideration i don't know how, how we
0: have bet online as a sponsor because <laughs> exactly. it, like it doesn't have, it doesn't you can't reiterate a a, a wager roger like uh, dubs and six you can't go back and say yeah I reiterated that, too. <laughs> That's not how the spread works.
1: He's going to go to Vegas right now and be like, I had them in six. Yeah. Where's uh, your ticket, sir? You no, I, I, in my head, I picked them in six. I should get I, paid for five, that. Five and one. All right. <laughs>
0: five and one. Okay. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, thank you for stopping by. Um, if you are not subscribed, if you're not uh, following us on the socials, all that good jazz, find us at Belie Podcast. Uh, same for the YouTube channel. Uh, go subscribe. We've we've been trying to get subscribers. We would love it if you would subscribe. Uh, we uh we we're, uh, can can I tease the guest for next week? Am I allowed to? He pitched no. for the
1: Reds. Just, just just make sure that you listen because you never know who's going to stop by the Cardenas.
0: There we go. The reason I said he pitched for the Reds, there's a lot of people that have pitched for the Reds.
1: <laughs> Good call.
0: Yeah. Um. But you don't. You never know who's going to stop by. No,
2: I I, well, I was going to tease it,
0: but. What? Well, what's your tease? I kind of want to hear his tease. I just want to hear his tease. Humor him.
2: He might bring his train.
1: Wow! Wow! Yeah. That, That's wow. not a tease, bro. No, bro. That, just, that is not a tease. You just lifted up your shirt and showed your boobies.
0: Yeah, um, you you showed me that you have chest hair. Yeah. Yeah. That that, that wasn't the tease. That was you told me <laughs> you told me everything.
1: Well, when we um, play secret password, Roger, I want you to be the guy who gives me the hints. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: I want to play charades with Roger. <laughs> Baby there's no- fish
1: mouth. Baby fish mouth.
0: <laughs> but uh check it out next week. It'll drop on uh, on Monday. And uh and again, thank you guys for all the support. We really appreciate you guys. Um but Bet Online presented this week's episode of the podcast. Uh they definitely Roger needs to join Bet Online. He needs to go to BetOnline.ag, head to their website, use the mobile device. And uh, get his 50% welcome bonus on his first deposit for using our promo code, which is believe, b l e a v, to get that bonus and get into the action. Like we just talked about, the Dubs just wrapped up the championship for the NBA. Uh, congratulations, Dubs! Uh, you got the Stanley Cup Finals going on right now. Obviously, Major League Baseball is happening. All the latest fight news and even next season's early futures for the NFL. BetOnline continues to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Head on over to their website. BetOnline.ag, use our promo code Believe, B-L-E-A-V, to get that bonus. BetOnline, where the game starts. Huge thanks to them for presenting the episode. As always, myself, Babyface Kimmick in the Sky, Roger Juan, we thank you. Alicia Del Valle, who was out on assignment, literally didn't take us, and I'm super butthurt about it. Uh, Enjoying the Met Gala, or the Met Gala, Jesus, the the Blue Gala. (laughs) Uh, Check it out, Uh, and check out the Dodgers Foundation um they 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 do some great things that's why she's there that's why roger gave her the pto to go to the blue gala but on that note thanks again and we'll catch you down the road go dodgers five to five and one roger
2: five and one in this next series
0: five and one all right there you go see you guys